Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Tech Buddies podcast. Yes, it's finally that time of the year when Samsung launches its S series of phones, which are one of the most powerful, at least in the Android space, and it becomes a benchmark to the other Android phones that launches after it. As usual, Samsung held their Galaxy Unpacked on 9th February 2022, wherein they launched the S22 series with three phones: the Vanilla S22, the S22 Plus, and the 2022 flagship, the S22 Ultra, with a new flavor this time around. They also announced their Tab S8 series with three devices once again: the Vanilla Tab S8, the Tab S8 Plus, and the Tab S8 Ultra, with an Ultra flagship laptop-like experience. So let's begin by talking about the S22 and S22 Plus. These carry the same design as the S21 and S21 Plus, with the camera cutout blending into the frames. However, this time around, the phones may feel denser and more premium, as Samsung has added Gorilla Glass Victus Plus, the newest Gorilla Glass model offered by Corning, to both the front and the back, as opposed to the plastic back on the S21 and S21 Plus. The processor, as usual, is upgraded from the Snapdragon Triple Eight or the Exynos Twenty One Hundred to the Snapdragon Eight Gen One or the Exynos Twenty Two Hundred, depending depending on your region. According to GSM Arena, USA, China, and India will get the Snapdragon variant, while other countries get the Exynos. I guess most people will be happy with this, but I would have preferred to see the improvement in Exynos with the new GPU and the new stuff that has come. Coming back to the phones, one of the major reasons someone who has an older Galaxy device may consider upgrading to the S22 series is because of its new cameras. Now there are larger sensors that will help capture more light for night photography. The new setup now has a 50 megapixel main sensor, 12 megapixel ultra wide sensor, and a 10 megapixel 3x optical zoom camera. The hardware may look underwhelming, but Samsung seems to have upped its game in software optimization with a lot of AI-powered algorithms. So the 50 megapixel sensor that comes with the OIS now has a 58.7 degree wider correction space, with which the sensor gets more space to move and counteract your shaky hands. There's also a new AI stereo depth mapping technology that can bring out the best portraits even in low lighting conditions. Samsung has also partnered with social media apps such as Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok, such that these apps use Samsung's camera in their app, like. We know that these um, social media platforms have their own software camera. Like in WhatsApp, it doesn't use the oh, um, cameras of the phone. It has its own system, but now they can use the Samsung camera. Okay, we forgot to talk about the display. So the Vanilla model comes with a 6.1 inch display. Yes, a compact phone, considering that all phones nowadays come with a 6.7 or 6.8 inch display. So the display comes with LTPO technology, not LP, LTPO 2.0, but LTPO, which makes the refresh rate go down up to 10 hertz. But because of shrinking, shrinking the display, even the battery has shrunk down from 4,000 mAh to 3,700 mAh. The S22 Plus comes with a 6.6-inch screen with a battery of 4,500 mAh. You also get only 25 watt charging with the Vanilla S22, while you get 45 watt with the S22 Plus. Coming to the price, the Vanilla model comes at seven ninety nine dollars, which, when converted, is sixty thousand approximately. And if you want the forty five watt charging, bigger display and battery, along with ultra wideband technology and Wi Fi six E connectivity options, you'll have to pay two hundred dollars more and get the S twenty two plus at nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, which is approximately seventy five thousand. For those interested, it comes in pink, green, white, and black colors. You also have some online exclusive colors. That is, if you buy the device from Samsung.com, you have the color options of graphite, cream, sky blue, sky blue, and violet as well. So, Gautam, you have any thoughts? Overall, from what I see, at least for the S22 and S22 Plus, it isn't that huge of an upgrade. Even if you are talking about the design and all, it just seems seems like a slight upgrade from the previous gen. The cameras have also gotten significantly better, at least from the optimization point of view. And it's better that they added the six point one inch screen instead of a absolutely huge and humongous six point seven inch or six point eight inch screen. I feel like they could have put LTPO uh, Type Two or whatever they call it, because if you're paying so much for a phone, I feel like they should have just included it, and they should have even up their charging 
I know uh, this might seem a bit hypocritical because we let Apple get away with it. But uh, so considering that Samsung is an Android phone and they're a flagship, at least for me, I feel like it should have just had a bit faster charging, um, like at least more than 25 watt. That's it. Apart from that, I like the colors a lot and I like the design. Although I like the colors of the normal S21 and S21 Plus more, I like the glass feel and the texture, the normal and new S22 Plus and Ultra has. Yeah, basically I wanted to say that the S22 and S22 Plus now have like a more premium feeling. I think in the previous generations also nobody really paid much heed to the S21 at least. Nobody spoke about it much. Everyone's eyes were on the Ultra. So now I think people can actually pay a bit more focus to that S22. Hmm. Okay, so now let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is obviously the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra the phone which combines the flagship performance of the S series, the productivity uh, capabilities of the Note series uh, because of the inbuilt pen. While we're on the topic of the S Pen, the first thing is about its look. Unlike the Note series in which the S Pen was like the color of the body, the S Pen in the S22 Ultra is black in color with a soft texture and the cap blends with the color of the frames. Now, people might say this is bad, but I feel like for Samsung, they did some cost cutting here because they can use one single part for all the phones, especially for the S Pen, but I don't think so people really get the S Pen repaired, so it doesn't matter that much, but it still looks sleek, so you don't have to worry. The other important thing is Samsung has upgraded in this S Pen. They have increased the responsiveness of the S Pen by three times compared to the normal Note 20, which is almost two years old. While the latency of the older S Pen in the Note 20 series were... Uh, 9 milliseconds, the latency of the S Pen in S22 Ultra has a latency of 2.8 milliseconds and they also have an AI-based point precision algorithm which makes this latency feel even lesser and it also uses AI to predict where the pointer will move. Basically, you're getting a very smooth experience while writing and you might not even be able to tell the difference between actually writing on the S22 with the note or being able to write with Uh, an actual pen. Now, Samsung is the leader in display technology and they had to show off their prowess in terms of display with this flagship phone like of 2022. The S22 Ultra comes with a 6.8 inch dynamic AMOLED 130Hz LTPO 2.0. It goes up to 1750 nits, which is way better than the previous years. Uh, I think it was 1500 nits. And also the LTPO 2.0 is uh, advantage is that it can go down to one hertz, one hertz when the display is static while the phone is on standpoint, standby. It also helps the battery life significantly. The peak display brightness is 1015 nits, but Samsung's outdoor visibility and all is really good. And they have a vision booster algorithm which considers the amount of light in the surroundings and its influence on the display. So what happens is that this algorithm analyzes the histogram data of the content being displayed on the screen and it does tone mapping accordingly to the energy of the pixels, making it making darker areas brighter and richer in color. The changes shown in the keynote looks promising. We have to wait for the actual reviews right now. The embargo hasn't dropped for that, so we can't see much. But because Samsung is such a huge display manufacturer, we can keep our expectations up. Atharv, do you have any thoughts on whatever I've covered so far? Uh, no, obviously, like these are all flagship specs and we have like we have to wait for the reviews to see more practical stuff about this. So I think I'll continue. Uh, Samsung also realizes that their new flagship chipset and all the latest flagship chipsets tend to heat a lot. So they've come up with a new heating solution called Thermal Interface Solution, which they call TIM with various new materials which will help control heat. So if if you want more details about that, we'll link a video in the show notes, like Samsung's official video explaining that. So now let's come to the major improvement, at least, which I think, uh, which is the cameras. The setup is still the same, 108 megapixel main sensor, 12 megapixel ultrawide, 10 megapixel 3x telephoto, and 10 megapixel 10x telephoto cameras, and a 40 megapixel selfie camera. This doesn't mean Samsung hasn't made any improvements to the camera, obviously. They have worked a lot in the back end in their software optimizations and added a whole lot of AI-powered features. 
So the 108 megapixel main sensor can capture clear pictures thanks to the adaptive pixel technology, which can combine frames from the 108 megapixel mode as well as the bin down 12 megapixel mode to give the best pictures in any lighting conditions. Tech journalists of the US and Europe who have got the devices hands on posted some pictures on their Twitter handle. I'm not going to lie, the pictures look punchier and sharper. I, I really like the pictures. You also get features like auto framing, a feature which is similar to center stage from Apple, director's view in which you can use all the cameras, rear as well as selfie at the same time. So you get more control on what you want. Like you can adjust the zoom or whatever, like you get more control in that view. Then AI edit, which brings the magic eraser feature to one UI, like from the pixel, like you can remove any object without any external app and the upgraded 40 megapixel selfie camera. Again, from the pictures, which I've seen on Twitter, the S22 ultra selfie camera produces better skin tones than the iPhone 13 pro max. Also, I feel another word that was focused a lot in the keynote was nitography. Samsung claims that the new 108 megapixel camera is the largest pixel sensor they've used yet, and it can detect low lighting and meld its megapixels together, creating blocks of nine pixels to increase the size to a resulting of 2.4 micrometer pixels, which pulls in a lot of light. The low noise processing helps get rid of the grain for a clear detailed shot in the dark. The rumors of Samsung using a super clear lens is true too. This is similar to the T-Star coating Zias provides for Vivo phones. Like it helps in, it helps lessen lens flare when you take photos at night. So uh, night photography should improve by leaps. I feel we'll have to wait for more samples and for more reviews. So if you're a professional photographer, Samsung has introduced a new expert raw app itself, which gives you more control for adjusting various parameters like shutter speed, ISO, et cetera. And once you're done clicking your picture, you can edit the photo right where you, right in that app using Adobe Lightroom, which is integrated into the app. There are also new multi-frame processing algorithms that can detect frames with blur and noise, remove them and merge the frames that are clean, which further improves the quality of the images. We'll also have to wait for Apple's response to this in the iPhone 14 cameras. Rumors say they're going to upgrade to a 40, 48 megapixel camera. So we'll have to wait for that legendary camera comparison. Gautam, your thoughts on the camera? So far, I know that it may seem to the average person and the person who goes behind numbers that they have not changed much. Yes, they could have increased the megapixel in the telephoto or whatever. But I feel like, especially from the sample shots that we have seen, I feel like they've improved optimization. And if you have learned a lesson, at least from Apple's end, optimization is key. It's the amount of optimization you put into your pictures can cause big difference between a 50 megapixel shot and 12 megapixel shot can sometimes come better. And you're absolutely right when it comes to the photos looking punchier and sharper. And we actually compared it and the iPhone kind of felt lackluster for the first time. Like I couldn't even especially in the outdoor shots, we all knew that Samsung saturates their photos a bit more, but the way it has captured the details on the face and the iPhone just made it blown out. I felt like Samsung is slowly, slowly trying to retaliate against Apple's dominance, especially in the other countries when it comes to camera and just uh, them having such a high market share. And I think this phone, if with good marketing, they can uh, to leaps. And also Samsung is calling the big shots, especially with uh, partnering with Google to uh, have one of Apple's biggest rivals this year. So with the Tensor chip and now partnering again, part partnering again with uh, Adobe or Adobe for uh, Lightroom being integrated into their app. And then there's other things like uh, they also have a partnership with Microsoft for those of you who didn't know for their Your Phone apps and many other apps. So it's good to see Samsung trying to take down a bit of Apple's huge uh, share. And nightography or whatever, I haven't seen much of the shots at night for now, but mm -hmm. it's good Samsung is uh, prioritizing uh, in night mode because I don't see other brands really putting that much focus into it. Yes, Apple obviously talks about it in its keynotes, but I still don't feel like they've put as much dedication into it. And now Samsung is putting really, really heavy claims. So we have to see once we get the, once the embargo drops and we can actually see the night mode shots, but hopefully there's a night mode video mode also now, which also looks way better. 
mm, or compared there. to because because phones are really lacking in night mode video and also that uh, Samsung uh, trying to use a better lens with some special coating like super clear lens because one thing I have noticed in iPhones granted I haven't used an iPhone 13 lineup yet but from the 12 series or I've seen also shots from the 13 series one thing iPhones have struggled with especially the recent iPhones is lens flaring especially in sunny areas I have seen it especially in videos it's very prominent so it's good to see Samsung also trying to put an initiative into removing this thing that can ruin some really really good shots for the iPhone 13 we have obviously seen the leaks and we we it's really confusing because one source is saying something and the other source is also saying something and uh, Apple is also seeming to follow such a pattern which Samsung has been following where their uh, base variants of their main flagship and their uh, maxed out variant has a significant difference especially mm. we can expect the notch and the design to change so huge design change is coming up so in that way I think yeah, the gap is slowly bridging and the competition is definitely increasing. I just feel like Samsung needs to work on its marketing and public image and integration also, especially in the USA to make really, really big. Yeah, they're already doing a lot of integrations. Like in the this year's keynote itself, they announced so many integrations. Like another one with Google Duo for video calls on the Galaxy Tab S8. We'll come to that. Okay, so the... S22 Ultra comes with a 5000 mAh battery, same as the S21 Ultra, which is surprising because they had to fit in the S Pen this time. I thought they reduced the battery or something, but, and you get 45 watt charging and 15 watt wireless charging. I honestly feel Samsung should work more on its wireless charging and give like better wireless charging wattage so that people who want that feature can get the optimum utilization. You also get an under display ultrasonic fingerprint sensor. Like ultrasonic is the latest after optical, like optical uses light while ultrasonic uh, uses ultrasound waves and because of which the speed of un unlocking increases. So the base price of the S22 uh, Ultra hasn't changed from the S21 Ultra. That is it's $1199 or 90,000. But now the base variant starts at 8 GB of RAM instead of 12 GB. So I think Samsung just didn't want to increase the price. So they reduced the RAM. So if you, if you want a 12 GB, you'll have to pay more. You also get a one TB variant, which is sold out already in the U S but in India, it doesn't seem that this variant is coming for those interested. There are four colors, phantom black, phantom white, green, and burgundy for burgundy is like similar to bronze. Like it's a mixture of bronze and pink. So I, and honestly, I feel that's my most favorite color. Many people are there who like green also. And there are online specific colors here too. You get a sky blue, which is very similar to the iPhone 13 pro Sierra blue, uh, red, which looks really good with its black frames and a graphite as well. So one thing you need to keep in mind is that these prices are in USD and we have just converted it to INR. The official pricing details and even the chipset details are yet to be revealed and it will be done very soon. Most probably India will get Snapdragon. Um, India, China and US gets uh, Snapdragon while international gets Exynos. Yeah, so right now we just co covered things like the battery and stuff which not many people care when they are buying Samsung phones because they know they can expect that level of what like it being better than uh, the iPhones but we did see the uh, iPhone 13 Pro Max outperforming the uh, previous gen or S22 Ultra, I mean, S21, S21 Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. And now since they haven't changed the capacity of the battery, I'm really interested to see how the LTPO2 technology will help the S22 uh, Ultra when you're doing the comparisons and to see if it will actually beat the iPhone 13 Pro Max. But in my honest opinion, I don't think so because the jump between like the advantage the iPhone 13 Pro had over the uh, S21 Ultra was huge. So I don't think so the LTPO technology can actually help in that. But let's see that. I'm kind of disappointed that Samsung resorted to keeping an 8 gig variant of uh, yeah. the thing by like saying that they didn't reduce the price. But I think it has become commonplace now to just remove features but keep 
keep it as a pro variant like how apple hasn't put the prores on their 256 gig variant of their pro i think so yeah so that is one thing i didn't the, like now the way they justified the 8gb for the base variant is that uh, they have the new virtual ram feature which is like 4gb additional but that just that just doesn't justify 4gb of physical ram and uh, i think before we move on to the tab s8 series i wanted to cover two more things so the there have been some information that has been leaked of, about the Ex, exynos 2200 numbers versus the Exynos 2100. So it seems that there's a 5% increase in the CPU compared to Exynos 2100, 17% in GPU and 115% in neural processing unit. So I think that the 115% increase will help in the camera optimizations and all. But another news which has come up recently is that Exynos variant seems to be more stable than the Snapdragon uh, variant from the tests that have been done so far both in cpu and gpu we don't know if it's true yet but if it is true then it's like really surprising as well as sad for snapdragon i mean like and that samsung uh, samsung is launching snapdragon in india so i don't know gautam you have anything to say about this yeah first about the samsung thing at least i've heard some rumors i don't know how much of it is true everyone's saying exynos is the killer thing I don't know why Samsung is hell-bent upon delivering the worst product of their flagship to India every year. But um, but let's really see it because every year, at least few people from Samsung always claim to have uh, to say that the Exynos is better. And But we have seen the 8th Gen ones and even the triple eight having throttling, throttling issues. Some it, From what speculations I have heard, it is because of some manufacturing issues or something like that or how it was designed, but we really can't confirm that. But hopefully the Exynos is better because it's really been a really long time, especially where we have seen a processor without any throttling issues. That is from a flagship. Now, I wouldn't say Tensor is the most powerful chip in that way, right? So that's one thing I'm excited for. And also one more thing, which I feel like we didn't pay more attention to is like, even though we spoke about the colors, just I want to cover a bit more things about the colors. Like the burgundy color, which Arthur mentioned was his favorite color. It is actually a nod to the uh, Note series because the Note series, if you guys don't remember the Note 20 Ultra and even the Note 20 had a brown color, which was its highest selling yeah. variant. So that was it. That was cool how Samsung still kept that color or things like that. And one more thing we have noticed is uh, the decline in like glossy finishes on phone uh, phones, especially from Samsung. Everything is turning towards the matte uh, thing because people also like that more. yeah it's simple and also one more thing uh reviewers like mkbhd covered and even other indian view uh, reviewers also said is that they don't like the intrusiveness of the camera bumps because now there isn't like one, it's not pushed to the corner it feels like just small small bumps on the back and uh according to one indian uh, reviewer track and tech yeah according to track and tech lots of dust and dirt might get settled, but obviously you can, if you, based on the type of case you get, it all varies. But overall, that's it. It's really good. We have to wait for the embargo to give more thoughts on it. But so far, really, really compa- compelling package from Samsung. If it weren't for the S Pen, I would have definitely said increase the charging speeds and have a bigger battery. But obviously, engineering that is going to be a really big task and I don't want to risk with battery and notes if you know the history with the battery yeah. and the notes. So <laughs> now I think we can go on to the tab s8 series which is actually not that popular because like at least because nobody, iPads people rule just, the world. yeah people just tend to go towards ipads and some people prefer using their ipad over their phone also so samsung is really really trying to be an up-and-comer uh, in this space and now you know that android tablets are also getting that rejuvenation from the market or that market interest so and that android uh 12L or something that is coming, which is like a larger yeah, variant. Yeah. So let's talk about it first. So the it's the highest spec tab of 2022. Apparently, we haven't seen Google might have a tab right now. But for now, it is the best. The tab S8 Ultra. This Android tablet has the largest screen yet, which, uh, which is a 14.6 inch screen, which is like, if you just have to compare it, the biggest iPad, which is the iPad Pro with mini LEDs, 12 inches. 
and even the MacBook Air is 13 inches, so the display is bigger than the MacBook Air. Just, just for comparison, this will probably be around a Lenovo ThinkPad and an Asus Zephyrus 14 size. So that's a really, really, really big screen, and it's of course an AMOLED display. Thank God, uh, with 120 hertz refresh rate, which is expected from Samsung Corning Gorilla Glass 5 protection. One thing which I haven't heard Apple talk about much is about its durability on the iPad displays. So it's good Samsung is still uh, talking about this because people tend to drop their tablets. Uh, the S8 Ultra is powered by the uh, latest and greatest Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 chipset and comes with 8 gigs of RAM to 16 gigs it can go to and up to 512 GB of storage. I don't know why they haven't included a one terabyte version considering that they're including that with their phone. I know the phone obviously takes better photos, but I still feel like some people are like, they use their tablet as like workhorses. For those people, maybe a one terabyte version would have been better. You get a dual camera, which is 12 megapixels plus 12 megapixels, which would really suffice for the tablet because you don't have to worry much about taking pictures with the tablet. And hopefully Samsung still optimized it, even though it's a tablet, if you're providing a camera, at least keep it optimized in the front and also 12, 12. And this is in the front with a notch. Honestly, you won't even notice it considering how huge the screen is, but still we know Samsung has been kind of a hypocrite here, especially considering how they mocked Apple for mm -hmm. having a notch in 2021. And so this is kind of weird seeing Samsung do this, but then, then again, they have the pattern of doing this, but because of this two camera setup and things like that, they it will be way better for video calls, especially nowadays people, even though it slowly looks like we're going back to a normal stage, but still you might need the front camera, especially on a tablet, video calling is most of the work for some people. You get an auto framing feature, which is like center stage. And honestly speaking for people who communicate with their family a lot and who live in different countries or in dorms yeah. for those people and, and they have to move around a lot. I feel like this isn't a bad feature. It's not a gimmick per se, but it can be useful for some people utilizing the ultra wide. It is uh, getting the center stage type feature in the rear. You get a 13 megapixel main camera, something you don't see. You usually see a 12 megapixel lens, but 13 is kind of red and a six megapixel ultra wide camera. I feel like they could have put 13, 13 or 12, 12, but nobody really uses the camera. So I can't complain much. You get a 45 watt wired charging in this, uh, which powers it to, uh, I think it has like 11,000 milliamp hour battery and it goes to hundred percent in 82 minutes, which honestly, I feel like I wouldn't trust my tablet, at least with that much charging, especially I don't want it to get too hot because my hand comes in contact with the screen. So 45 watt isn't that bad and 11,000 milliamp hour battery is really, really huge. So it's kind of cool how they are able to do it in like almost one hour, 22 minutes. So it isn't that bad. It comes with Android 12, one UI 4.1 out of the box. They haven't said anything right now about the Android 12 L, but hopefully there'll be a transition to that or something like that. And this comes with the same integration features that can help you increase your productivity, aiding in multitasking. If you use a setup with multiple displays and stuff. So firstly, the latency with the S Pen has been reduced 30% here too, much like their phone. Samsung Notes has been updated with an integration with OneNote, which is really, really good. For me, I personally use OneNote every day for writing my notes in OneNote, although it has few bugs on iPad and even on Windows, OneNote, just because of it being free and it's syncing to all devices, it's one of the greatest apps I've ever used. Yes, it lacks on features, but it does all the basic tasks really well. So it's good to see Samsung integrating more and more, especially with Adobe and Microsoft a lot in the recent years. And it also has an integration with PowerPoint and iCloud, but we're not really sure about the iCloud thing. So it's just speculation. Don't really, we, we don't have the proof right now. And you also get seamless integration with your phone and windows PC because of their windows, your phone app, which obviously has a, for if you integrate your phone with, with another Android phone or with your iPhone, you won't get that many features. Whereas if you compare with integrate with your Samsung phone, you get some additional features. And this is hinted as their plan of their open ecosystem. Obviously this isn't, at least in my opinion, this isn't just like anything open ecosystem. Samsung obviously has thought through this. They sell windows laptops and they want it integrated with their windows laptops too. That's why they have worked with Microsoft with this, but still really good how they're able to integrate stuff, especially things such huge domain of products like Microsoft laptops. And this open ecosystem helps by offering seamless transfer of files from one device to another. I don't remember the name, what Samsung calls it probably quick transfer, but it's called airdrop on quick iOS share. and the speeds. Yeah. Quick share. So airdrop is 
airdrop is currently faster at least from the last gen what i've seen but the difference is not that staggering it is pretty fast one one of the examples they should they showed in the keynote at, at least what i thought impressive as an artist uh, was an artist like drawing on a samsung galaxy tab s8 could pick colors from the palette on a phone and the smoothness looked impressive and honestly speaking um, i didn't see the demo but if she was and if but if this is a real feature it can be really really good especially for some artists that are taking like reference photos i'm not like a huge artist but i definitely draw almost every day on my ipad just for leisure and if and sometimes i trace or i use reference photos so if you're able to like pick colors from the and keep it as a palette on your phone and get like easy access to it it definitely makes things easier and you can also use samsung notes to copy articles and make notes which is obviously there uh, on ios also so more like an integration thing and the other thing is samsung dex now samsung dex is really 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 underrated in my opinion obviously i don't have access to it that's why i haven't spoken much about it but from what i've heard people really play, praise it a lot and i think apple really needs to work on something like this because i feel like the ipad is lacking in that space or at least the next gen iphones could have something like dex integrated into it once it obviously gets usb type c the i iPads already have it. As soon as uh, you attach Samsung's book cover, the keyboard and tablet converts into Dex mode, which gives you a laptop-like experience with features like multi-window viewing, similar to Windows 11. So this is almost like Windows X type experience. Uh, Windows X is like a I don't remember. I think it was called Windows X, but it was like a special version of Windows, which is more like on the Chromium-based type feel it had. Like you could only download from the Microsoft Store. So it is like that. It isn't exactly that, but it's like you're still. under android but you get like a laptop like feeling and people are said for really really basic tasks like web surfing or like just attending zoom calls and multitasking especially with a 14 in screen you could really do a lot with dex mode so you don't have to worry about anything you also get a 16 to 10 aspect ratio which is really really good uh, some people prefer 5s to 3 and no 5 yeah 5s to 3 and 4s to 3 4s to 3 some people regard it as the best for video editing but 16s to 10 is slowly becoming the new standard so it's good to see samsung moving to that now the most important part which is the pricing the pricing is at 1099 82k which is cheaper than the base model of the S21 Ultra honestly not that bad for a person who can pay over 1 lakh for the iPad Pro this is really a good contender come seeing the RAM and Dex mode and things like that so it's good Samsung is pricing it effectively and i think it's decent if you have other samsung products even if you have an older samsung flagship the integration they are trying to make their own ecosystem so if ecosystem is the only reason why you're sticking to the ipad well you have to reconsider your choices right now arthur what do you think because i spoke yeah, a lot I about think, the samsung tab and yes yeah, i so. think now it's a samsung ecosystem versus apple ecosystem it's like the war of android versus apple but obviously apple has been in the ecosystem thing for longer so their optimization is better but the demo which they showed on the keynote of the artist i was like it is almost say, similar to the ipad like how you can transfer a file so smoothly from an iphone to an ipad to a macbook it was almost similar to that like the girl she was drawing on the ipad and then she clicks a color on the on her s22 ultra and then she goes back to the tablet and that immediate response and that integration which they have managed to do is just crazy and also they they have taken advantage of the big display like 14.6 inch and uh, they've given like features like s pen obviously which helps in note like if it, if you're note taking or if you're a graphic designer digital artist i think all of that can help and they've reduced the latency of the s pen so it's not that you'll any lag or anything i think that that also makes it a contender because apple pencil and ipad integration was like the smoothest until now but maybe samsung can um, get into this space as well apart from that i guess everything they've tried to fit in everything into a tablet and provide good software as well because these these tablets are getting like 4 years of android updates which we'll talk about later so i think it's a overall a really good package if if you have like samsung product and you can find a use case in which it will help you like if you have a setup and you need a secondary display or you are a digital artist and you need it like for your specific kind of work then i think you should like consider buying it 
like apart from that if you want a tablet for like basic use like normal video calling or like normal tasks like school work or stuff then obviously you'll have to go for an ipad because that'll be cheaper like not the pro ipads like the air ipads and even like the base ipads i think that's the that those are the ipads which sell the most so in that way i think samsung should like this is the s8 ultra so i'm not complaining the price is really good as well so i think it's a really good package overall the tab s8 plus and the vanilla tab s8 is the other tabs which are least spoken about even in the keynote they were not spoken at all so the s8 plus comes with a 12.4 inch amoled display this this comes with 120 hertz too so this doesn't come with the notch as well it has only a single 12 megapixel camera in the front you also get a smaller 10090 mAh battery the pricing for this is $899 which is around 67k I feel this is like more value for money like compared to the S8 Ultra because you're getting the same features, S Pen support and everything. You're not getting that notch if you don't like the design. You're getting a large enough display like 12.4 inch is still large. And uh, the price reduces by $200, which is like a huge saving. You can buy your Galaxy Watch 4 or something like that with that money if you want. Like you can bundle it up with something with the uh, $200. But if you want that flagship specs, then you can go for the S8 Ultra. And the S8 is like the biggest bummer yet. When I saw this like display specification, it came, it came with the TFT display. And the price tag is $699, which is $52,000, which is not, which is just not acceptable in my opinion. Even in the budget segment, Samsung is providing TFT displays, but that can be acceptable. Like at least you can give the reason that it's hard to fit in an IPS or an AMOLED display, like managing the price point at that budget. But $52,000 an AMOLED display is expected and I don't know why Samsung is giving a TFT display. Like I, I agree like Samsung's TFT displays are also good quality, like multimedia and all shouldn't be an issue, but like considering the price you're paying like 52,000, I feel they should have given an IPS display, a good quality IPS display or an AMOLED display, but I don't know what's wrong with Samsung. So the S8 comes with 11 inch play, which is TFT, as I said, and an 8,000 mAh battery and the rest of the features are same. And the price, like I said before, $699. Gautam, you have anything to say? I feel like the S8 is more of a blunder. It was an attempt of trying to make an Air 4 or now the upcoming Air 5, which is basically the Air 4 with a new processor and better camera rival. But I think they failed miserably at it just because of they, they put a TFT display. Now, granted, the uh, all the iPads except for the top end one come with a LCD screen, IPS, I guess, IPS LCD screen, but they definitely do not come with an OLED screen. But still, it's really, really good when it comes to quality. In fact, it's sourced from Samsung itself. So I don't know why Samsung made this. Do they want people who, do they think that the people who are thinking of buying the S8 would be like, okay, fine, you know what? I can spend, what, just 15,000 more and get the S8 Plus. But I don't think so. People who are buying it are really comparing it to the iPad and then only making the purchase. They're not just going it because it's a Samsung. That only applies to iPads because of the, experience they offer so i think that is one big problem samsung did now if you even look at the other features the pricing the ipad air 4 at least now the prices have increased but uh, before it used to be around the ballpark range of 54 to 56 so the pricing they're trying to put it the same and even the battery capacity it's 7000 for the air 4 and they're putting it at 8000 so it it could have been a good rival if they had worked effectively on at it and but the, now they it just seems like they failed. I don't know why they are doing this, but I think they knew that they were going to do this. That's why they didn't talk much about the uh, tabs in the keynote. The yeah, they would have got still... a lot of criticism. Maybe that's why they just avoided it. They just talked about the S8 Ultra, which is all the good stuff. And even the pricing was good for them. So they just talked about that. And they just mentioned in the last line, the S8 Plus comes at 8, $8.99, while the normal S8 comes at $6.99. They didn't talk a word about the specs. And we Samsung being like a display manufacturer, like for the world, like even iPhones take displays from Samsung. Like it shouldn't be that hard for them to put a good quality IPS or an AMOLED display for a 52,000 rupee tablet, I mean. Just not acceptable. Yeah, but Samsung clearly has some plan in mind. I don't think so. Samsung would be dumb enough to do it. I think they want to boost the sales for the S8 Plus or S8 Ultra, but I really do 
think that's going to work. Now, I feel like you could buy the S8 Plus instead of the S8 Ultra and get the Galaxy Watch with it. But I wouldn't say buy the S8 and get the Galaxy Watch because the there's a stark contrast in the display. And I think TFT displays, the biggest problem is the viewing angles, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So, and, uh, so if you're uh, buying a tablet, many times you'll be lying down or you'll be like looking from side and writing, especially mm-hmm. I'm, at least for me, when I'm note-taking, I'll be moving a lot. Uh, my head will be moving a lot when I'm writing. And I think I wouldn't want to compromise on viewing angles. So I think that's for the tabs. Now I'm going to be covering the Galaxy Watch 4. Not much. But there's still few updates uh, that Samsung has made to the Galaxy Watch 4. Like phone watch connectivity has improved significantly. The ability to make sleep profiles to guide your sleeping better, which is really, really important nowadays. Especially considering how people, the amount people have... For some people, it has increased significantly, but for some people, it has decreased a lot right now because of just having gadgets around them and lots of work to do. So I feel like sleep is something people are not giving importance to. So it's good. Sleep profiles are there and more just if the more you know, the better, at least in this case, I would say. Syncing workouts from watch to phone in real life, which is really, really good. Some people just, maybe you have a, a loved one you want who wants to know if you actually worked out or someone who wants to know if you're staying to your schedule or something. So if they have access, if your watch is synced to their phone, they can really see in real time, which is good. And also for safety. And when you're cycling and all your health parameters like heart rate can be synced real time from your watch to your phone, which is really, really important, like especially for people with like heart conditions, if it's real time syncing, uh, sometimes it can can really like save your life, at least from what I have heard. And Google Assistant support has been added. You can do Wi-Fi streaming of music from the YouTube music app, or if you have the cellular version of the Galaxy Watch 4, you can obviously use cellular streaming. You can also play your music even if your phone is at home, which is really, really good. Another feature the Apple Watch has, so it's good they're trying to bridge. But for me, the Apple Watch still stays superior because of how how tightly it's integrated. But still, Galaxy Watch Ford, maybe if they reduce the price, it could have been a compelling decision for others. But still, Samsung is still, it's an afterthought, I feel. Samsung also launched new straps with variety of colors, color combinations, just like how Apple is doing. And now even for uh, Black History Month, they have a special black loop. Apple has uh, like a black braided loop with like slight color dots, which looks really, really good. So Samsung has that. And also when Samsung launches every flagship, at least, I don't know if it's for the S21, but at least for the Z Flip and Z Fold, they did launch that special version collaborating with some designer. And uh, there were special watch Tom straps. Brown edition. Yeah, Tom Brown editions. So... Hopefully they have those straps sold separately, like how uh, Apple sells Hermes straps and things like that. So like basically their own designer variant of it, which some people might like. I mean, if you're a real Samsung fanboy or if you want to be in the ecosystem, you might want. The next biggest news is Samsung made. They're making huge headlines for this because they are providing four years of Android updates along with five years of security patches under their new Galaxy for Planet initiative promoting users to use their phone for longer. Now, for four years of Android updates, I feel like it's basically going to be five years because security five years, but maybe they might do a security update later. But okay, but four years is still a significant No, like jump four years of providers. Android updates is like your Android 12, like the S22 series. And Android the... 12 to 16, yeah. Yeah, Android 12 to 16, basically it's that. Like I was saying, four years and five years of security means basically you're getting five years of updates if you're also including security, but not nine years, like four years and then you get additional five years. Like that is what Uh I was saying. Basically, five years of updates you're getting with four major updates. And this is under the new Galaxy for Planet initiative. I know Apple has been mocked a lot for for their environment conscious in quotes. Uh, decisions, but uh, looks like Samsung also wants to make it to the headlines to show that they're making changes, obviously not bundling the charger in their phones. While we're on the topic of uh, software and just making like updates, there were some things that were spoken about One UI 4, which everyone is really excited for, especially because of the decline of OnePlus. This seems like the only ray of hope left apart from stock Android. The main highlight of this is security. Samsung's proprietary Knox security has been upgraded by adding two, three more layers of security, more privacy features such as privacy dashboard, which will give you a list of all apps that have access to your mic, camera, and indicated to the corner of the screen. I, I mean, iOS isn't as detailed, like it won't give you notifications, but definitely there's an indicator there, which is a really, really good feature to have, especially when I had it, I just felt like I could flex on an Android user just for having that. Because for me, privacy, at least that part is a really huge thing. And it's good to see at least a majority of these uh, Android users. 
what Android manufacturers showing this feature because I feel like it's a very, very, very crucial feature to be added on phones because you need to know what is going on in your phone. In Windows, you can see your microphone logo in the corner when your microphone yeah, is being used. That's so, the update been added to Windows 11. And especially when almost everything of yours... No, it was there in Windows online. 10 also. So oh. Yeah, and especially when everything is moving online. As I have said, privacy is yeah, really, really important, especially considering the amount of time. So it's really, really good. Samsung is also adding it. Granted, it's with their bundle with Android 12, but so Samsung it is has really also good. updated. It's like Samsung Pay and they have upgraded it to Samsung Wallet, which can now store keys, important documents like passport and maybe like Aadhaar card and stuff when it comes to India. And it can even hold your crypto, crypto assets and stuff like Apart from your card details, like Samsung Pay had your card details and you tap to pay. Now that's becoming a Samsung wallet and it can store your keys, important documents. And like, like, like I said, like now everything is moving online, like your keys and important documents and stuff, everything's moving online. So this privacy thing increases all the more. So like this was already announced by Apple in their, for like for their wallet upgrade in iOS 15. So, and I think uh, security-wise, both uh, Samsung and Apple can be trusted equally because Samsung has Knox, Apple is has its own uh, software. I mean, you can trust Apple obviously more. But here we have Knox security. They've upgraded it to two, three more layers and they've added more privacy features. So I think people who want to use the Samsung wallet, they can, I mean, like there's nothing to worry about unless like there's some really big hacking stuff, which the would happen. only problem I have with like Knox or something, at least from what I've heard is that if you try to unlock the bootloader, if you try to disable Knox or you go to another ROM, especially in the Z flip and fold, I mean Z fold, the camera just stops working. So I feel like that is like a very Apple move to make for at least from Samsung end. Samsung's end, but they claim Knox is really good for security. So that is good. Then the last thing which they talked about and which we also want to talk about is like Samsung's new initiative, which they call Galaxy for the Planet. I guess they started this before, but like they started making a separate section in their launch event for this from this year, I guess. I'm not sure. So Samsung claims that certain parts such as the internals of the volume buttons, like the power button and the charging ports. And there's a they've showed they did show an animation which parts are being used. Then like these plastics are made from repurposed fishing nets that, that are left in the sea, which causes water pollution and they even like almost kill sea animals. But the problem here is that Samsung claims that they're going they're expecting to remove only 50 tons of nets from the sea, which is apparently the amount of nets or plastic that ends up in the ocean in a day, according to Mr. Who's the boss. So I don't understand how much of an impact Samsung is trying to make, but I th- I also feel it's just another marketing te- technique which Samsung is using to justify its efforts of environment converge- conservation, like how Apple is doing. Like they just say, um, we have removed so and so tons of carbon. We are carbon neutral, but they like they whatever they say might be true, but it's not that big of a difference that it makes to our planet. So. And also under this initiative, as Gautam was telling, all the packaging of the devices which were launched in the event, the Tab series, Tab S8 series and the S22 series, uh, will be like the packaging of that will be made of recycled paper. So good efforts, in my opinion. Like we don't want to like make it underwhelming also, but we don't want to make it look, blow it out of proportions too. It's definitely a good cause, but as much as I'm saying, 50 tons, honestly, it's not, if they're using 50 tons of recycled waste, then it would be a good thing. But if they're extracting 50 tons, then, then it isn't a good thing. Because from extracting and using as a, yeah, if they're using 50 tons, it's really, really good. At least what mm-hmm. I think, because from, I think from one ton, you could probably get only like point one of it could actually be used. I don't know the actual metrics, sure. but there is this, there's this actual, like, you know how Adidas also does the same thing where they just, yeah, uh, recycled they have recycled paper. shoes, but, but they have, but out of lots of pra- uh, plastic that they take only slight amount can actually be used for this. So mm-hmm. that is, it's actually a pretty hard process, but we don't want to make it look like Samsung is not doing anything or Apple is not doing anything. They are putting lots of efforts, but it isn't enough where you, 
where like you it's an excuse to just buy the phone because oh yeah it's recycled right i can just go buy a new phone because it's recycled it's not, nothing like that it's just a small portion of the phone like it's the yeah. internals of the volume buttons like the vo- lining of the volume buttons the power button the charging port so it's not like completely recycled and stuff so. yeah you're not like doing a great service by buying the phone or just like use your phone completely then maybe you can say yeah i'm buying a well made phone or something like that like if you when have the s20 one series if you have any phone of the s21 series you need not upgrade like if you have a older even s20 series is fine yeah like if you have only if you're older ones yeah s10 or something maybe like depending like if it's not running properly or if you have any problems like only then you should consider upgrading like the phones are no doubt good but they're only a small increment from the previous year and that's how phones are going to be for the next few years like there's no like new cutting edge technology that's going to come like that is coming out soon maybe like un- unless the battery technology changes drastically or or the folding uh, screen yeah, technology or, or the folding gets bigger i think samsung is also working in the folding space so unless there's some drastic change in in the tech industry there won't be that many upgrades in phones like most of them will be software optimizations or like even in these phones we saw the camera hardware hadn't changed though samsung had launched a 200 megapixel camera sensor hm2 i think it's a 200 megapixel sensor but samsung didn't use it they wanted to play safe like because it was a new sensor they couldn't optimize it well so i think uh, for a few years now the software optimization will be a key so if you have a year old flagship or even two year old flagships it's fine you can use it there's no need to immediately rush and upgrade to the latest flagship that's the same case even with the iPhones i'm not like telling it only for samsung even like for iPhones as soon as a new one comes people rush to buy it you need not do that i mean you can wait for maybe a year or two more because anyway now samsung is also offering a four years of updates so you you are covered in software updates so you need not worry about anything as of now because the changes will be incremental yeah exactly and samsung repair from what i've heard the part sourcing and all is pretty good so don't need to worry much unless you're using a really old phone or you're really thinking of upgrading i don't really see the need even for an s10 user i might say wait one more year unless you upgrade no. so if you need a note series phone i guess s22 ultra is the best right now yeah over the S Note 20 because I guess that had a lot of issues. The Note the 20 camera. was yeah so camera and then has good cameras, good performance. This has good camera, good performance, productivity features with the S Pen as well as the pricing is I think kept the same as the previous year. So seems, I think Samsung seems is like the best phone. So yeah, it's yeah, it seems like the best. Yeah, so that covers up this episode. We tried to include in details that everything that was announced in the event. hope you liked it and if you did click on that green colored follow button in spotify and uh, give us a rating out of 5 thank you if you haven't please do it now if you're tuning in using apple podcasts subscribe and write us a review and for all those legends who listen using a smart speaker which isn't actually less quite quite a bit of our uh, engagement comes from a smart speaker listener ask your google assistant or alexa to give us a rating out of 5 okay now enough of promotions it's gautam here on this end and Athar on that end signing off yeah catch Athar you guys in another episode very soon hopefully bye guys stay safe also take care